do you have new audio thing? Um, what do you new mean? things? Oh, new things? No, I didn't. New I toys? Didn't, I didn't set oh, it up yet. I'm so oh, lazy and so oh, bad. I am so sorry. Oh my, oh my gosh! I thought okay. of that as I was sitting here. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, all of our hard-earned podcast <laughs> Patreon dollars. It's just, like ten dollars. Just sitting in sitting in boxes. Which, to be fair, it's probably how much I earned from this podcast. <laughs> Nick, okay, so Nick, 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 Nick. If we're gonna keep doing this, though, like if we're gonna live with this injustice that you've done to me, mm-hmm. whatever that clicky thing is that you keep finding, even though I tell you to jettison that thing into well, the surface of the this? sun. Wait, this? You're not hearing this, right? Discord. Cuts it out, but I'm pretty sure whatever you're doing is definitely that. Can yes. you hear this? Can you hear this right now? I can hear it when it edits, Nick. Okay, <laughs> that is the mouse that you bought. <laughs> no, not that. It's the clicky thing. It's like it's like this <laughs> every time you do it. No, I, no, I don't know what it's you're you, talking about. Actually, it's, I feel like it's a pin that you mess with. No, I don't. I don't have a pen. Okay, well, this is the best intro ever. Nick, <laughs> right? I'm pulling the ripcord. Uh, go with the backup intro topic or pre-intro topic. Uh, actually, you know what? We're just gonna start the podcast. I feel like we we did our best. Pre intros are unnecessary, anyways. Unnecessary. Hello and welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born phoenix like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I am oozing into this as your co-host, Jeff. I, I'm regretting choosing <laughs> the secrets of the years as, as a year uh, co-host, Nick. Look, it's already April. I'm telling you, every time I say that, it's like a new month, and then I only, eventually it'll be I also, over. I we'll feel like it, I said that, and I was like, ah, we're going to have to choose a new one soon, and then April. It's, it's far away. Time is mm, weird. Time doesn't make well, sense. We'll get there. It's a flat circle. Um, and anyways, this is our podcast. We're a couple of friends, half a continent apart. I live in the middle part. He lives on the west part. And we are coming together talking about some of the things that are fun and interesting and etc. to us. Nick, we have things. We have a list of things. None of them particularly like deep. This is a... We're this, just, is a chill, we're just, this is a chill vibes podcast is what this chill is. Chill vibes this podcast this is. This is a kickback week. podcast. Yeah, you know, as in the spirit of last year's podcast, it's dead and now ashes. But mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's kind of part of us, though. It's the ashes that the phoenix rose from that turned this one into a podcast, and it's all oozy and gross. It's, it's sometimes we're gonna have to pay homage. You know what I mean? Speaking of oozy and gross, Nick, <laughs> uh, I played pickleball today. You 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 ever played pickleball? Is I don't know thing? what pickleball is. But Wait, really? Yeah, those two words together don't do any. Don't. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, of all the names, you <laughs> jam together pickle, which is. Oh, well, first off, how do you feel about pickles? I feel pretty good about pickles. I'm, I'm, like, not, I'm, I'm not, not a pickle guy. guy. I'm not particularly not a pickle, pickle guy. guy. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and then, like, you know, sports ball, like, that's not an uncommon thing. Most of them are a ball of I've some heard, sort. Yeah, I've, I've sometimes seen not ball. Often, I, I do assume. you think of them as, like, that's particularly pickle like, though? Not 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 many times. I've sometimes I'm, thought I'm like, ah, so... this guy's in a pickle when watching a baseball game. But that's not. Ooh, that's, that's a thing. That's that's nothing, Jeff. That's actually nothing. <laughs> well, um, okay. I didn't expect to have to explain what pickleball is. I was mostly going to go on a different direction. Let but I first world. have to I'm tell you what pickleball if is. If I don't know what it is, then it. Well, okay. Our listeners are probably smarter <laughs> than me. But someone out there in the world. Doesn't know what it is as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Look at us. Uh, we're diving deeper than we thought. Already, the first skip of the rock was just a sinker right into the lake. Okay. Um, oh, okay, Nick. So pickleball. How would I describe pickleball? Um, it's like 
uh, really big ping pong or like that slash really easier tennis. Um, okay. You play with uh, like rackets that are, you know, like a like a like a tennis racket except for honestly the the analogy goes even better so like imagine a tennis racket and imagine a ping pong paddle and imagine they had a glorious baby that's a pickleball racket so like it's huh. a bigger than a bigger than a ping pong paddle but like wooden and bigger like big like bigger than a ping pong paddle for sure right um but like smaller than a tennis racket for sure also um and then i I feel like that sounds very silly looking like that doesn't sound like it's a good looking thing yeah and you know we might after i try to describe it i will maybe it'll be good for you to like look at it and see how accurately my audio description represented the reality that it is um but you play like very similar rules to like tennis but just easier or like ping pong but like bigger okay um and it's like a court like a like a very small volleyball or volleyball, a very small tennis court. Yeah. Um, and you can play like doubles or singles, and that's a good 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 fun time. You like you play with like a little not a little like a big wiffle ball ish thing. So like you can hit it hard, but like only so hard because it's a wiffle ball thing. So like you can't. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, like you're rocketing at ninety five miles yeah. an hour. It, it yeah. floats like you try and it just like lazily floats forward. Right is what my assumption. Is. Um. No, no, it's like like you hit it hard, like okay. it can hurt, okay. but it's not like it's not like you're hitting it like a tennis as hard as you could a tennis ball. Although I don't know, pretty close. It's like seventy percent of a tennis ball velocity. I would feel like. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, anyways, now I need you to Google pickleball and just like look at the things. I guess. I actually had Google it, but when you said you were okay, I didn't. I didn't pull up the images. Okay. the The balls look like dorkier uh uh wiffle balls. And yeah. The the the. The rackets or whatever, I don't know, paddles are not as bad as I thought they were going to be. I felt like they were going to be bigger. Like, just, it, I was like, yeah, it has to be an oversized. So I thought they were going to be much bigger and, like, unwieldier. But this makes sense. Okay, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. So there is a place um, that is in Wichita that is, like, this giant, like, restaurant slash pickleball place. It's, like, kind of like, honestly, like, when we hung out in California, we did the bocce ball thing. Bocce ball is um, a lot of fun. I was gonna say, I like these kinds of games. Like, I called that the ball dorky or whatever, but I actually love, like, just the random sport that nobody knows, because the fact that nobody is, actually plays it regularly means, like, we're all just gonna be terrible and goofing around. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and like, the thing that's nice about it is um, kind of like the same way, like, anybody can go bowling and reasonably, like, do okay. Yeah. And, like, anybody can play bocce ball and play reasonably okay. I feel like this falls into that same category. It's a little bit, I mean, it's definitely more, like, physically exhausting. But also, like, if you can stand up and, like, move around a little bit, like, you can play. So, like, it's not like you have to be some kind of crazy athlete to do good at it. Yeah. Um, like, it is definitely, it's a heck of a workout if you're doing, like, one-on-one. But if you're playing, like, doubles, like, you don't have to move that much. It's a good fun time. And, like, it's just big ping pong or, or small tennis and easy. Much, much easier than tennis is. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, it's a good time. Anyways, long story short. Um this is a thing that for work stuff we would do as like a team building thing pre pandemic. And like we would go every once in a while and like go do that and like maybe have a drink or two or something like that. Like that was kind of a fun again, because since it's kind of like an even playing field, like nobody's like some sort of expert, you know, pickleballer. That's that's what I was going to say earlier with your, your uh, bowling comment is the only exception to that is that most everyone, you know, is like an equally bad bowling, uh, bowling player, uh, bowler. I don't know. 
Uh, but everyone knows like one person who's far oh, too good. Who's like yeah. at two fifty, and you're like, okay, why, did, uh, Matt? I mean, I love you. Like, I, it's great to hang out with you, Matt. Could you not? Could you? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's funny. The one person who is the, is the best bowler that I know is also named Matt. Yeah, mine, like, mine the, is a direct call out <laughs> to an old coworker. <laughs> mine is a current coworker. So well, there, there you go. go. <laughs> there you go. See exactly my point. Matthews are conspiring uh, against us to, to ruin our bowling. Actually, Matthew made it a lot of fun, but at the same time, it was like, well, okay, well, we're going to lose. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and, and like, honestly, it probably is the exact same with pickleball, except for I just didn't happen to have any That's pickleball fair. aces right. in our, our group. Um, but anyways, and, and so, so pickleball as a solo player, like, there's lots of, like, agility moving back and forth. Um, and, you know, lots of, honestly, kind of like, playing basketball like a lot of yeah. lots of cutting and stuff okay um that you have to do on the fly because uh, i also played basketball a lot pre-pandemic and then the last two years nick i haven't been doing a lot of quick cuts and such um and this isn't uh this week i hurt myself exactly but like oh, oh my goodness nick i like <laughs> All of my tendons. I'm so old yes, now. No, I'm yes. so old. You don't realize it's like a like a set of muscles. You're like you probably, I, I know you. You're probably still working out regularly, but like it's just like a set of muscles that you're like, oh crap, ow, what? Yeah, like when I work out in my basement, I'm not like like sprinting and stopping real fast. Right, right, right. <laughs> like that's not not a thing I do. And it's just like as I was doing it, and like honestly, like the workout part of it, like I you know get gassed, and that's what it, that is what it is. That's a good good fun time. Good good to breathe heavy. Um, but what I did not expect was like, after we were done, like I felt like I could barely walk. Cause like I had no, like step, like I used all of my stability muscles so to like not crash into nets. I've and stuff. always felt like this about, um, tennis that like tennis just seems like a, like high impact on like your joints. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just seems it, like the kind of yeah. thing where like, you're going to have arthritis when you're 40. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, and this, this is small tennis. So like you're, you're not wrong. Right. That's what I mean. It's just like a hard, hard top, uh, like black top style, uh, or concrete, uh, freaking surface. And you're like, just run, stop, run, stop. Yeah. Well, and like, and you know me, Nick, I, I have a little bit of a competitive streak in me, just a little. Shocking turn of events. Yeah. Um, and and also uh, a, a healthy level of self-confidence that is not warranted at all times. <laughs> and so, like, there would be times where, like, and, like, how these courts are set up, like, they're right next to each other with, like, a little, I don't know, like, uh, chest high, uh, like, little net fence thing between each court. And so, like, I would, I would be sprinting to like try to make like a like barely a, re- a return that I had no chance of actually doing anything with. Because even if I did return it, they could literally just like plop it over to the other side. There'd be no chance I could do it. But like, I would like full speed sprint, barely return it, get the point scored on me anyways. But then like have to like somehow in a like two foot like area like somehow not crash into like the net thing that was separating us and our strange friends that like. They have no idea who what crazy weirdos we are, and, have, <laughs> and like clearly, like that was the funny thing too. Is like these are the clearly ones. Like they play every single Tuesday or whatever. Um, like they they knew what they were doing, and we're just some idiots that hadn't played in two years and taking it um, not at all too seriously, not not even remotely too seriously at all, and not, not embarrassing I mean, yourself. Like <laughs> not at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, um, like the ability to cut and change directions and etc. Uh, that's a that's a learned muscle right there, uh, and that has greatly atrophied from lack of doing any of that. It's in, also uh, a different kind of cardio. Place. Like I, I'm sorry, I'm oh, not trying yeah. to like d- drag this on too long or anything, but like 
I have always felt like, oh yeah, if I like go on, if I get, if, if I'm consistent about going to the gym and doing like a treadmill or a stationary bike, that's great. But I'm going to go, uh, freaking play basketball one day and like the stop and start sprinting is just going to leave me freaking gassed and I'm going to be miserable and be like, I should be in better shape than this. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a big difference between, uh, like what I do, like being able to like do a steady cardio as compared to uh, very short uh, sprint intervals, uh, like something that you would do in pickleball or tennis or basketball. Exactly. Or yeah, exactly. Very, very different levels of cardio. But like, again, that part, like that's fine. It was like the inability to walk afterwards. That was kind of like, Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I'm sorry to hear it. I'm sorry to hear that you're old now, Jeff. I didn't realize it, it but it's good to know. Oh, it's terrible. I'm going to, um, yeah, it's, it's the, bad the, news. The last thing I want to tell you is that like searching Google, uh, Google image searching for pickleball, there are like eight images where the, the tagline or whatever, it ha- includes the term pickleball craze. So just so you know, there is a craze out there for pickleball. <laughs> because like, I, I'm not kidding. There's like, there's like eight of these that say craze. No, it really is a thing. Like it, like it is a deal. It's a whole deal. No, I'm surprised awesome. you as a California hipster kid that you are, haven't, haven't caught on. Mm, that, that, would, that would require me to know people that do anything besides uh, bike or, uh, or <laughs> program. Like that's all anyone I know does. Or record podcasts together. True. And now you know. See? Now, now you, you know. know. It's a craze. I appreciate it's a craze. You letting me in on the craze. All right, Jeff. I didn't want to interrupt your thing about your say. You're saying that this that you didn't have a this week. I hurt myself because this this week I hurt myself, Jeff. And it's my turn hey. to have a hurt myself. Um, this one is not even. Uh, I can't go off on this one for too long or anything. But I was uh, it, at my uh, my parents' house and I was in their cupboard and like looking for food and stuff and. Uh, their big, two, the big two dogs were playing and running around, and one just like ran into the the side of the uh cover door and slammed it on my finger, and oh, nice, <laughs> it was swollen and purple. <laughs> so there's not that much to it except that big dogs are crazy, and I am dumb for sticking my hand in like I don't know why my hand was like resting there. Like, yeah, this seems like a good spot. Oh no, yeah, to be. Just, just just you know, just, just probably <laughs> nothing bad will happen. Nothing, nothing bad will happen. These two dogs are not insane. Everything is good. Um, also, I seem to hurt myself a lot through just like peripherally not paying attention to other uh, like to mostly dogs and also small children. Mm. Like if I don't, I just should just pay more attention in life. You know what I mean? My, my this week I hurt myself aren't even me doing something cl- clumsy. It's just like yeah, I didn't I didn't respect that 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 Lambert could hurt me. I, I that's on me. That's on me. You know, so on the topic of uh, hurting and children and etc., I'm gonna parlay that into, I like I don't I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I feel like probably you know I could probably do a better thing here. There, parenting. Everybody, nobody's perfect, right? I don't know. Well, yeah, but- I don't. Uh, right. Yes. I I don't know what I could do at this point differently to explain to my children that there is a speed that does not like there there's just there's one of them between standing and sprinting and like the amount of injuries that happen because kids do not understand like just walk like walk you're you are turning you're like walking around a couch where there is like a bookshelf a corner a door and every like there are so many things you can sprint into why why do you feel the need to do it like why oh, do, why man. does everything have to be a sprint um, all, all I know is that I didn't outgrow that until I was in my twenties. So you're, you'll probably be. You fine. still, you're, <laughs> you were sprinted around the house just everywhere. Well, I mean, so, at some point in my twenties, I stopped. <laughs>
that's a no- that seems like a normal appropriate time to stop doing that, right? To stop spinning, spinning I, around. I suppose so. I suppose. No, I I completely agree. Small children are silly with that, and also, I, like for me, it's dogs. Uh, I, maybe I just you know my family has too many dogs, but uh, my extended family. But like also, yeah, like all the small children in my like life are all like three or younger, and they're like they're just getting into it, and it's like you know you're gonna get hurt, right? Like you know you can't do that. You should know. You should know. My my other favorite thing is uh, now now my children are old enough that I don't have to worry about them falling down the stairs, but they like still the stairs are like excellent ways to hurt themselves um usually by like falling and hitting like a chin or something or whatever it's like i don't like i tell them constantly because like they'll talk to us from the stairs i'm like the stairs are for walking up or down like don't stop and like talk because like all you'll do is like you'll like start thinking about something and you're like you'll step to the side and you'll slip and fall and hit your head on the wall like i don't (laughs) or hit your head on the rail it's like stop like you can't I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, there's yeah. no amount of telling kids anything that can keep them from hurting themselves. But like, in all fairness, what can I expect? I'm I'm so good at it myself. I can't imagine where they get it from. I can't. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks, bud. No problem, man. No problem. All right. I have um, a last thing to talk about, but I want one more thing uh, that I wanted to mention, um, which is okay. just the I like the thing that happens on social media where a player for a sports team is either going to enter free agency or is expecting an extension of some sort and they unfollow their current team on social media. And I I, I mean, I'm like 99% sure this also happens in the NBA. I Yes, is this a, a, at least a thing that you hear about occasionally? 100%. Okay. Yeah, 100%. And it definitely happens in the NFL also. And I just... I find it the dumbest thing. I don't, I don't really know what I like. I don't know what my point is here. To be honest, Nick, I just I feel like maybe the first three people that did it were like, "Ooh, now they they unfollowed the person that they were trying to sign a contract with. Now they have all the leverage because everybody thinks they're leaving and whatever." Like, I guess maybe that worked the first few times, but like now, Nick, it's like the dumbest thing because like. 95% 95% of the time, it means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it's, like, the weirdest passive aggressiveness. Yeah! Like, the like the weirdest form of passive aggressiveness towards a team. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that there is this inherent tension with, like, athletes wanting to maintain the brand image of, like, a team player. And also wanting to, like, distance themselves from, like, their team's failures or team, like, uh, their team's, like, problems or whatever. Or, you know, like, uh, what sort of, like, dysfunctionalness or dysfunctionality Mm -hmm. or dysfunctional, I don't know. Uh, Nailed it. Being dysfunctional. Got it in one. (laughs) Got it in one. Dysfunctionality and all. Um, (laughs) Got it. Perfect. (laughs) So, like, I don't know, man. Freaking, how do I put this? So... Like, I don't think that they, I think that these athletes are smart enough to know what they're doing. And sometimes I just think they're like bored or feel like they don't have enough control or feel like they can't express themselves. And that's what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is my way of fighting back and like getting away from the toxicity. <laughs> it's like, ah, d- like, dude, because they'll never say anything to the media. And it's, I mean, I get it. Like media is going to run with any story you say. If you say, I hate this place. <laughs> <It's not good laughs> right. Yeah. Good. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's just weird, man. It's weird. It's just my my thing is it's like it's like Nick, if for whatever reason, like we were I don't know, mad at each other for flip knows why. But it's like if we were talking back and forth, but like as we were talking, like after you like after I sent something or after you said something, I just like I did the thing on the iPhone where I can now tell you that my notifications are off. And I'm just like like we're, we're still talking, but like I just just want you to, I just want you to know I'm a little bit harder to get a hold of now, but like I I just I want you to know I don't care quite as much. I don't know why I don't know why you're being like so aggressive with how you're telling me. <laughs> I feel like that's so <laughs> it's hurting my feelings. Jeff. It's just like it's the most like wild pointless passive aggressive thing ever and like it just yeah. and the thing is like i think the problem i guess maybe why i'm even more annoyed about it is like not even the people that do it but like it makes everybody like it just causes so much of a media bullcrap like everybody reads into it so much it's like it just like fills a news cycle of like oh man this new free agent just unfollow like here's the most recent example uh nick so uh, the Chiefs, I mentioned on either, I think a Patreon podcast, uh, we traded away our uh, our best wide receiver. And okay. there is a, a few different free agents that, oh man, this is going to lead me right into another thing too real quick. But um, there's a couple free agents that like we're looking to like maybe sign or other players that we might trade for. Um, or like basically some other, other people that are looking for new teams. And one of the particular players that uh, we would love to have, but there's no chance that we're ever going to get, um, they unfollowed their current team. Uh, And that resulted in, like, all of these rumors that they're, like, coming to the Chiefs or going to whatever. And it's like, that means, it just, it's it's so, it means nothing. But now Uh, that's all anybody can talk about is, like, this meaningless gesture. uh, It's so stupid. I don't know. Well, I, th- I think we do this. I think that we are like, I don't know if we're conditioned to do it or not, but I think we do this in like all walks of life where we, we focus on um, meaningless stuff because we think of it as like a signal for something more meaningful. And I, dude, it's just. We, we definitely like our patterns as humans. <laughs> that's for We sure. do. We I, I look for meaning in something that's not there. I hate it. I hate okay, it. Okay. Uh, last thing that's on this before I dive into the last, last thing. Um, the, the other part of this that just also is really frustrating and this is my own fault. Uh, Nick, I I have Twitter on my phone that I don't really like use Twitter much, but I have not gone through and like turned off the notifications for Twitter, which is a thing that I, I cannot believe that like I have not done because this is ridiculous. Um, but Twitter does some really like sneaky things where it will promote a tweet and first off it does two one of two two things that annoy me one it will say that a tweet just happened like it'll say now on the time for it even if it was like 13 hours ago and, and that's like, actually and very annoying i just it that- just feels dirty to me it's like this thing just came through uh it, like because like if you get a text message and it's like you know says two minutes ago you know it was legitimately two minutes ago if twitter pops up it's like now it feels like it should be now but it's not now it's whenever it happened but it just knows that if it says now you can you'll click it you're more likely to click it so i don't like uh. that and then uh, uh, that's I, I don't like that. I, d- it doesn't make any sense. No, well, it it's just gross. But it's it works. Mean. It gets me to freaking click on it, and I don't know why I haven't turned off the notifications yet. What's wrong with me, Nick? Um, which I I literally you live in twenty twenty two. The problem with you is that you live in twenty twenty two. If you go on you a, if you go on a long enough spiel, I will have Twitter notifications turned off because that annoys me. That I, I've I've now said it on the podcast. That is a terrible thing that I have. It's a very egregious thing that I've done. Um, the other thing, oh, yeah. uh, is this is even grosser. 
it will, and this relates directly to the thing I just mentioned about that particular wide receiver that would be great if they went and played for the Chiefs, but will never ever happen in a million years. Um, Yeah. Literally, I look so I have like certain things set up on my phone to block notifications during certain hours, but then like to turn that setting off. And when it turns off, then I can see like notifications from when I was gone or like like when when those were turned off. And there were three different Twitter notifications of tweets confirming that that like trade had happened or that signing had happened. Uh, and they're all fake. They're all just like uh-huh. fake NFL Twitter bullcrap. But, like, that is what Twitter is like, ooh, that'll get them to open the app. And the annoying thing is, it was right, because the first thing I saw was like, holy cow, this happened. And I opened it up, and I'm like, oh, well, this is the least credible thing I've ever seen on the entire internet. Like, took, like, two seconds to see through. But, like, it's just, it's so gross and annoying that, like, (sighs) that's what you're using to get me to open your app. I hate it. I I hate it, too. And I think that it's, like... Okay, I feel like that is the kind of thing that we should all be like slightly outraged at, right? Like we should all be like, hey, hold on a second. Uh, It's not okay, right? Like it's not okay for them to just like give us lying tweets to make us pay attention, right? (laughs) That's not okay. They shouldn't monopolize our attention this way. You would, you would really hope not, but oh man. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Nick. We're going to be all right. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> We're going to move on to our favorite topic. Not favorite topic. We're going to move on to a thing that we both like, which is called video games. Heard of those? Uh, no. I uh, what's, What are those? Um, it's, uh, it's like where you control little dots on the screen and they do things. Um, have you ever played an actual Atari? Like, yeah. Like a good, yeah. good old real Atari from, from yes. forever, forever ago? How yes. what what's your what's your story with Atari or uh, I had these cousins that I used to go to their home their house for like a week every summer while my parents would go on vacation and they had an Atari when I was very young. And nice. I remember very little about playing it, but they definitely had one. Do you remember any of the games that you played, or is that too far gone? I think I was like four. Okay, five, so you're no, no, no so, not really. But you have. I mean, honestly, Nick, uh, same story. I've played an Atari. I know my grandparents had an Atari. I do remember the effort that it went into to like get that thing up and running. We played some games, nice. don't remember what they are, whatever. Definitely did do it. Have no like super specific memory of like what we were doing, but good times. Atari, just yeah. enough overlap for you and me to know enough about what it is and also have played it. Um, yes. <clears throat> so today I'm going to talk about Howard Scott Warshaw. He uh, was a video game developer for uh, the Atari 2600. Uh, the, the, he was famous at the time for making a couple different games. Um, probably most notably Raiders of the Lost Ark. There was a couple other ones there too. Um, but yeah, video game programmer back in the the seventies for Atari. Very cool. Uh, And then he got asked, would you like to work on the video game E.T. the Extraterrestrial? (laughs) (laughs) Do do you know where this is going, Nick? (laughs) For our listeners who don't, E.T. the extraterrestrial video game was uh, was uh, had had some mixed success. Let's call it mixed success for now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Before I, <laughs> maybe I'll cut it out. So, how much of this do you know, Nick? How much of the E.T. Atari? Well, 
what I meant by uh, by mixed success is that it had great success as a landfill filler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, we'll, we'll dive into this. So this like it all like this is where I like I thought there was a good chance that you would have heard about this. I still want to tell the story um, yeah, for anybody who do doesn't know. And it's, it's I don't a, know that it's a good much time. about it. I just know like a meme or two, and you know what I mean. Like I know that, yes. like, and even that I haven't thought about or read anything about in a long time. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. So. And, and like this is the part that I found most interesting because I had no idea about this part. Um, the so ET the extraterrestrial uh, he accepted the offer as the like sole developer or main developer guy of that game. And what do you think uh, timeline wise he was given to develop this game? Grit- I'm assuming just not nearly enough time. I'm assuming like five months or something. You know what I mean? Like- yeah. No, like five five months, that would be pretty crazy. Because like right nowadays, especially if you're an indie developer, like you're talking. And again, like indie developers aren't working like with like super complex graphics or stuff. Like it's, I mean, certainly some of them make really, yeah. really beautiful things. But a lot of them aren't that, I mean, they're they're not that much different than back in the Atari days. Um the, you know, the eight bit graphic stuff. And that would, I mean, a, a five month turnaround would be crazy. Um, he was given five weeks, which, five weeks, five weeks, sorry, which, which is five weeks, which is not long. That's not good. That's not good. <clears throat> so the, the idea that he was going for was a puzzle game. It was kind of like randomly ish generated. So like every, every time you would play it, like it would be slightly different. Um, it did sell like over a million copies, uh, but then <laughs> people started returning right. it. Not this is the thing I do. <laughs> yeah, basically it was like I mean, in in his defense, I mean five weeks is not a lot of time to do a lot I of like. Have, I didn't have five weeks to do like you know like a final project. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like I was, I'd be like, I'm gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's a really good way to put it. Like, imagine if you had five weeks right now to do like some sort of final project that then a million the people project, yeah, a million people are going project. to pay for and then like determine their satisfaction of a company based off of it and also for like a really big intellectual property like <laughs> yeah especially back then for sure but yeah so it was like it was fairly buggy and like the screens like changed really quickly and like caused people to like get really annoyed by just kind of the general gameplay of the thing um <clears throat> So uh, that was kind of the thing. It didn't cause the video game crash, but it happened about the time that that was kind of beginning to happen and certainly did nothing to help stop it with a bunch of people returning, um, you know, the the million plus copies of uh, Extraterrestrial this is, E.T. This is one of the things I think I knew. Is it is it the most returned game of all time? I, I I don't I, know if that's the thing that you even read, but like I feel like that's something that I had heard. I I, I think it's probably gotta be. I mean, like the I can't think of what else would like hold a candle to that. Um, and also, I feel like that that time period, like there probably were more. Like you can't return like opened discs now, right? And like you can't return digital downloads. Right. So like. I, I would imagine that like early video games or like at least cartridge era video games is probably like when it, it, I feel like uh, the the jokes that I heard were uh, a lot about returned ones and also one other thing that I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. take away from you. So um, the so that, that was what it was. Um, Atari um, ended up laying off 80% of their staff uh, during like the uh, upcoming couple years. And Howard Scott Warshaw, 
he he left the video game developing as a job and went on to do other things. Then fast forward 10 years and, uh, and and honestly, by all means, people should have forgotten about uh, E.T. and, you know, weird Atari things. But of course, it's video games, Nick. And if if nope. us as a people uh, mean have anything, it's 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 finding a way to, to hate on random things. And so there was a resurgence of. Uh, E.T. hate or just, you know, talking talking some crap about that game. And it became yeah. a bit of a meme in the early internet. And then, as things do, things that become, you know, resurface as popular in the zeitgeist, especially back in the, the early internet, uh, it became known that kind of in the shame of all of the returns and all of the unsold copies of E.T., Atari, uh, they, okay, I guess one last thing I'll say before I say what happened, at least what the, the, the myth was, um, Nick, they made more copies of ET Mm -hmm. than there were Atari 2600 consoles. (laughs) So like, just think about that, Nick, like. From a oh, business man. decision, that is some kind of faith in your product. That is okay. So, so that isn't just faith in your product. That is stupidity, right? <laughs> like that's that, you can't sell more. You're not going to sell more games than you do consoles, right? Like it's just not a thing, right? Like so. Uh, here's here's their here's what people would defend that. <laughs> I almost said here's what my defense would be. In my mind, it still seems crazy. But the idea was. That uh, because back then uh, these would you know the 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 thing that they're comparing things to are like like music and and stuff like that and people would buy multiple copies of particular music stuff and so like that was kind of the thought of like well sure. people will buy more copies of this video game than uh, just the single one. Uh, because they'll love it so much. Well, that didn't work out so good. I, okay, so there, there's two problems, or there's many problems with that. But, like, I mean, I guess, and I, I am imagining that, like, that's a thing that was put in, like, some bad article about video <laughs> games back in the uh, 1992. Yes. But, like, uh, like, okay, great. But, like, yeah, you'd, you'd pay an extra $10 or $15 to buy another, a CD again because, like, you need a second one for your car. And you don't want to have to, you know, haul your right. freaking disc thing around or your, uh, you know, your, your, uh, <laughs> your disc. Your disc uh, thing. Yeah, your disc yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, what's, what are those things called? Like, you don't have to. Your disc What are you talking about? No, no, no. Like the little. Um, oh, my. We uh, are the so binders full of The little binders full of freaking, not binders. God dang. How can I not? Do, how can I not tell you what I'm talking about? I know what you're the, talking about. The things that like zip closed and like you open them up and they have all the discs yes, in them. The, yes. All the CDs. So, okay, I can have one for my room and one for my car. And then also your disc is going to go bad, right? Like it it, it it can easily scratch and get ruined or your, ta- your right. cassette tape could get ruined. <laughs> Did this happen to a lot of people with their $40 video games? Like, I don't know how much the, the Atari game cost, but like, come on. I don't, I don't think that was a, a trend that people got. Like, oh man, everybody's buying... Lots of copies of Super Mario 64 or anything. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking up now. Oh, 20 to 30 bucks. Okay. There well, you go. See, that makes, that makes more sense. Because that, that is, I mean, honestly, that's scaled basically to what it is now. That's even more than what they are nowadays. Because like, that's probably yeah. that's probably 80, 90 bucks in today's dollars. 
the it, it became you know a bit of a disaster with all the return things uh and then in the 90s became a bit of a meme and then it surfaced that it while atari was going bankrupt during uh the video game crash um that they were and like depending on where you read this from or like where you look I, I you might get varying stories, but I think it was it seemed to be that it was mostly out of shame that they did not want to like 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 admit that they had a warehouse of all these games that they couldn't sell, and so they took it to a landfill. This is yes. again as the myth goes, <laughs> they took it to a landfill, buried it twenty feet underground, <laughs> and poured concrete over it. That that was the myth that like surfaced as uh, as a as a part of like the mythos that was Atari uh, and and especially specifically around ET ET the game was the one that everybody would talk about as the game that this happened to right right but oh my god like that's the when I said it mixed mix success earlier because I know you're gonna cut it uh, the thing that I heard of as mixed success is I heard it was excellent uh, filler for a landfill <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, so this would go on. Um, and up until like, let's fast forward to, uh, I think it was like 2013 or 14. Like it really started to pick up steam to the extent that, uh, they got, so like the, the actual site that was allegedly the place that this happened, uh, was out in New Mexico and they got permission from the government to go to the landfill and dig in a single spot that allegedly a guy that was a part of the people that originally buried these knew where it was so that they got like got like the permit or clearance or whatever to dig in a single spot like they couldn't let go digging you know turning new mexico into a land of like something from the front of the holes novel like they they had to find a spot <laughs> to dig and that's what they had and of course, Nick, anything that is old video game nostalgia, it brought with it the like just a, a an entire crowd of people to go witness whether or not this old Atari just crazy cover up of all their unsold <laughs> ET cartridges was really a real thing or not. Uh, as the internet does I respect the internet a lot right now no and I, I do remember this like originally I didn't really like look into all the details behind it but I do remember when this actually happened it was pretty crazy um, but but yeah so they went and they dug and they dug and they dug they dug as much like almost as far as they could with the uh, equipment that they had and they unearthed a Home Depot uh, five gallon bucket uh, first that they opened up and in it, Nick was a copy of ET. <laughs> uh, they would continue to dig Nick and they would find all kinds of unsold, uh, Atari video games. And especially though, Do we have a count of how many, um, there were, a, they, they, they found like 900, uh, oh, 900. Okay. Uh, no, what? Not not thousands, but 900. I mean, that's that's a lot of games though to find buried 20 feet underground, like 40 years later, 30 years later. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a long time to like dig something up. And again, 
the the only way that they knew where this was was because the guy happened to be around still that like was a part of the crew that buried them originally which i don't know it's just it's a very weird interesting thing that's so hilarious that's Um, that's honestly hilarious you gotta think that there's not just one site for this too because like you know what i mean like they would have had to ship games that were sitting in like various warehouses all over the country over like it, it is, that's actually hilarious it's crazy now i want to bring it back to howard scott warshaw the guy who was the developer of et um he has kind of like been around the the video game scene off and on throughout the years obviously a little bit of a legend because he was one of the original video game developers so you know that holds a certain certain level of uh, respect in the video game world um but he, for the longest time, did not believe that like this had ever happened. But when it became like more and more of a thing that the entire internet was going to show out for, uh, he decided to make the trek also to New Mexico to like witness just in case it happened to be. And he was like super cool about the entire experience and like was like honestly super moved by everybody still caring about a game that like he slaved over for five weeks back thirty years ago. And when they finally found it, like I guess he was moved to. T- tears and was like it was just a a cool moment for one of the video game original legends uh like yeah just like a a sweet like it's it's like memed right like but i i don't think like i i doubt anyone actually thinks of anything bad of him i'm sure nobody was like hurt by it no and, and like and and to be clear like everybody who was there were like such huge fan like just they you don't go to a place like that with all those people and hate on the guy who made the thing like they they're almost <laughs> like they they hold like a whole nother level of uh i don't know what the right way to say that is but like they they're kind of like the central character of <laughs> this entire thing and yeah uh and we're treated as such it was like it was a really good experience and really like there was no, you know, it, it's a video game from thirty something odd years ago. It's not like anybody's going to be worried about the critique of uh, something that you did no, back then. Also, uh, also, dude, like if you're if like the worst thing people say about you is like, oh, you made a terrible project in five weeks, like in your life. Okay, like whatever. Correct. Dude, I don't. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. even tell you what I did with my last five weeks. So like, you know, <laughs> you yeah. know I made uh, two episodes of a podcast and two uh, Patreon episodes and. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. if, if that was held over my head for forever i'd uh i, I feel like i'd be like okay whatever you guys are weird <laughs> anyways um it's a fun story from a while back that i read into more and enjoyed listening to so i wanted to kind of you know dust it off dig it dig it out of the landfill and bring it back so nope it's a fun one it's a very good one all right nick um so let's let's wrap this let's wrap this bad boy up and bury it back in the landfill that we found it from uh if you would like you can in the off weeks that we do not record you can check out our patreon only podcast which is the year we start another podcast you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash tyosa you can also follow us at tyosa on twitter facebook instagram tiktok youtube uh and you can find all that at tyosa.com all right uzi nick thank you so much sir for potting with me worst nickname i've ever gotten you're welcome i think but this has been the year we started the podcast thank you all for listening but up but wait, wait wait what if it was like uzi nick like uzi the league player who's really good and his name is uzi like uzi not O-O-Z-I. i'm so proud of you i'm so proud of you <laughs> please tell me you were still recording that <laughs> okay good okay i'm done test test okay go ahead so...
So why they unburied it is because the guy that made them wanted them to go back to business. Right? Kind of. They do it right. You're great. High five. <laughs>